I live on an island. It's not a romantic island. It's not an island you'd find a painter like Gauguin. It's not an island you'd find partying tourists at like Hawaii somewhere or the Caribbean. And it's not an island where you'd find a leader in exile like uh, Napoleon. Although there are plenty of times when you feel like you're being exiled living here. Now my island is an island in the Pacific Northwest where it can be pretty stormy and, and uh, sometimes it can be pretty foggy and you won't see the sun for days. It's about 10 miles from downtown Seattle. It's a little, little island called Bashan, Washington. It's a, it's a strange little place because you have some people like me who've kind of decided to own a cheaper house with a little bit more land. Um, and you have a few families like that. And then you have a lot of farmers and you have a lot of hippies. A lot of hippies who, I guess, were there in the 60s and never left. And a lot of young hippies who think they're going to be hippies now. But um, you also have a fair amount of these crusty old middle-aged guys who drive pickup trucks and you know have wrenches hanging from their belts when they're walking around the store and will sit there and stare at the few single women on the island and then you have a fair amount of hipsters who've moved here in the last couple of years and the hipsters don't last very long they usually come out for a year or two the, but the problem is that after they complain to the local grocery store that they don't have the right kind of coffee beans for the 15th time, they end, end up uh, deciding to leave. I'll tell some stories about this island, but I'll give you a picture of what it's like. For one thing, if you want to do anything in Seattle, or anywhere else for that matter, you have to add about a good 15 minutes to your day. Well, actually about 30, 40 minutes, I suppose. Because there's no bridges, so if you want to do anything in Seattle, it's a 15 minute drive to the ferry. And then once you get to the ferry, that's usually a 10 or 15 minute drive to wherever you want to be in downtown Seattle or anywhere else. And to get to the ferry from where I live is 15 minutes. Plus you want to add 10 or 15 minutes to make sure you get on the ferry so you can sit in the ferry line. So that whole, to go to say dinner at seven o'clock at night to see some friends, you may have to leave your house at literally 5.30 at night. And, of course, if the dinner goes till like 10 or 11 o'clock and you don't want to be sitting at the ferry for hours because once uh, it's past 11, the ferries only run once an hour, you might want to leave the party at 10. So it's definitely an exile of sorts, I guess. But we like it. Um, one of the things I like where I live is I have this beautiful lagoon just down the street from my house. And my dog, Harry, loves the lagoon. And and I have a huge amount of property and I keep having fantasies of maybe having some sheep. We had chickens for a while. Well, my wife had the chickens. I, uh, I was never a big fan of the chickens. So when we lived in Seattle, we lived in a very small townhouse. My wife had chickens there in this little tiny backyard patio that uh, our neighbors did not like it. That only lasted about three months, but um, the eggs were good. So when we bought this house, she built a chicken coop and bought some chickens, and then she raised some chickens from eggs and bought some baby chicks. And at one point, we had 11 different chickens, and 
11 chickens, no roosters, but just chickens make a lot of noise. A lot of noise. Even the quiet ones make a lot of noise. They make noise when they're having their eggs. They make a lot of noise then. They make noises when they're hungry. They make noises when they're happy. They make noise when, you know, you'd be like, pop, 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 pop. And that goes on all day. And that kind of drove me crazy. And uh, early on, we didn't have our coop figured out well. We one night heard some screaming and looked out the window. And uh, I'm not kidding you, literally saw a bald eagle, one that lived down the road from us, carrying off one of the chickens in its talons. It looked like a TV show, like one of those you know, Wild Kingdom kind of things. This chicken is screaming, and I'm screaming at it, and I'm giving the, I'm pointing at the chick, at the, at the eagle screaming, put it down. And my wife's like throwing rocks sort of in the air in general. And the eagle finally, at some point, about six feet, ten feet in the air, let the chicken go. And the chicken actually lived. It got sliced up pretty bad. My wife put some chicken healing cream on it, and the chicken lived. But um, right after that, we put a roof on, or like a covering over the chicken coop so that no eagles would get to it. But um, about another six months later, we kept, we heard a scream one night, looked out, went into the coop, and there was a chicken missing, closed the door, heard another scream ten minutes later, another chicken was missing. Uh, got up in the morning, and I found, like, blood trails with feathers all over my lawn, and turns out some raccoons had gotten to uh, the chickens. And we finally figured that out, and that never happened again. We had the chickens for about three years. And my wife went away one weekend and one chicken, it was about uh, seven o'clock at night, it was just getting dark. One chicken refused to go in. All the other ones were in the coop and that seemed kind of weird to me and she was just screaming and screaming. So I went out there to look and I opened the chicken coop door and I saw a chicken laying on the floor, which I thought was a little weird. And I kind of yelled at it and didn't say anything and then I sort of banged the door and it didn't move and then I realized this chicken was dead so there I am it had just rained so the chicken coop was muddy and dirty and uh, this other chicken is screaming because she won't go in the coop because there's a dead chicken in there and um, I had never touched a dead chicken before my wife actually had to kill a chicken once because it had a disease but so I found the biggest thickest gloves I could possibly find and I like a cartoon, like Frankenstein, holding my arms out in front of me, went out to the coop, took a deep breath, picked this chicken up, and I had a trash bag with me because I knew I wasn't going to want to look at this dead chicken. Threw this chicken in this trash bag and then tied it really tight, put another trash bag around that and another one around that and threw it in the trash. Believe it or not, this is what people do on this island. They just you can throw chickens away in the trash. Um... And about three months later, that was the end of the chickens because uh, I refused to deal with them when my wife was out of town. So that's the end of my chickens.